It's Honorado and Company in the same place at a different time. Thanksgiving week, if you're watching us live, it is Wednesday at 11 a.m. If you're watching us over the weekend, you're still on schedule 6 p.m. Saturday nights, 6 a.m. Sunday mornings. We've got Thanksgiving Day football to look forward to. Good Thanksgiving Day football. The owner of the Dallas Cowboys will join us on Honorado and Company, Jerry Jones, Still ahead, only about 15 minutes away. We have breaking news in the NFL. Adam Schefter from ESPN with a change to a starting quarterback in the NFL. This is big news, something we wanted to talk about anyway. Let's get things going. No more time wasted on Honorado and Company. Company. Brought to you by Alpenhaus. Brought to you each and every week by Alpenhaus. Andy Heck and Katie Osborne will be in Amsterdam three times in the month of December. Andy Heck, monster Cowboys fan. I know he's watching this week with Jerry Jones coming up in about 12 minutes. Here is the breaking news, though, that Adam Schefter just put out there. Uh, before we came on the air on Wednesday morning, and that is that Robert Sala, the head coach of the New York Jets, is benching Zach Wilson. That means it's Mike White time against the Chicago Bears. This is absolutely the right move. I'm a little surprised it didn't come sooner. Now, look, you're out of the facility on Monday. You may not be doing all that much on Tuesday even, but I kind of thought this should come sooner. It finally does come middle of the week. Ash, give us a little bit of a background as to why the Jets are saying, Zach, sit on the sidelines. Yeah, this well, week. this is my thing. Like, uh, obviously, some of it's performance based. They were horrific against the Patriots. Uh, neither team was good. There were 17 punts in that game. Mm -hmm. One of them just happened to go back for a touchdown to end the game. Uh, he hasn't been good. But don't you feel like this is more of a statement? It could just be one game. Don't you feel like yeah. this is more of a statement for because his post-game presser, listen, he didn't say anything bad, but when you don't take blame for a really bad offense, it's a bad look. And the lat, like the kickback has been, I think, what people and maybe the organization has been like, all right, well, we need a, we need a leader in the quarterback room, mm -hmm. and we currently don't have one. Yeah. So sit down. Yeah, I mean, he he's he acts like a child. Yep. Uh, the postgame comments, the one that smacks you over the head is when a reporter asks Zach Wilson, do you feel like you let your defense down? And he said, no. Yep. Well, he had two yards of total offense in the second half. You scored three points in two games against the Patriots. You don't have a touchdown. Right. The New England only has one and they've won both games. So, yes, you let your defense right. down. You take here. Here's the thing. And and. A, let me be the old guy. This is a different generation that has no idea how to accept failure and to take Blame. accountability yeah. for it. Period. Zach Wilson has obviously been coddled his entire life. He gets the Division One scholarship. He's the number two overall pick. Everybody wants to say great things about his arm talent and athleticism and all that stuff. He's not winning NFL games. He's not being productive at the quarterback position. And now, as you said, he's a bad leader, leader. in the locker room. Mm -hmm. C.J. Mosley is a guy at that linebacker position. 
I would have been surprised if he ripped Zach Wilson's head off at well, the beginning of the week. And that's the thing. When you are on Zach's Wilson as Zach Wilson's defense, now you have to think like, man, this guy isn't even willing to I'm like. I'm not playing for this guy. Right. Like, hey, he's not even going to pat us on the back. Like, yeah. yeah, man, defense played a great game, only gave up 10 points. None of it was their fault because the, the touchdown came on special teams. Yeah. They played a great game. We let them down. If you can't say that, then where do you go from there? That's not gonna. That's not a quarterback that's gonna lead you to the playoffs or a Super Bowl. And that. And I just feel like th- immediately you've now divided the room. You've divided it offense and defense. But I think you've also probably divided the offense from yourself because they're thinking like, well, yeah, everyone else on that offense would say, yeah, you're right, we let him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think you're right. You you said it quickly and moved on. I think this is for one game. Yeah. The Jets still know. We've invested a right. lot in this guy, it's a not... second overall pick. We're not just going to say, hey, because you, you had a misstep at your locker after a, a tough loss to the Patriots, now we're done with you. No, but this is a learning moment. There are consequences to the way you treat your teammates, and this is one. You are not playing this week. Right, like Mike White is not the future of the franchise, but they need to be sure that Zach Wilson is going to be. And if he's not, they need to learn it by the end of this season or next season. Backup classic. Yeah, Justin Fields is dealing with the injury to his non-throwing shoulder. Uh, At this moment, don't know whether or not he'll play, but Mike White uh, will be the starter for the New York Jets. So that's fun. Carol's watching, as always. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Sam. Happy Thanksgiving to both of you and to Nick as well. Well, who day? Who day? Bengals have an interesting game this week. I'm looking forward to our pick six vodka NFL pick them, which is still to come. You said at the top of the show, good football good. on Thanksgiving. For the which first time. You always get like maybe one, yeah. maybe one game, and it rarely involves the Lions because they just generally aren't good. And then the Cowboys have been down at times, or they're hosting like a bad Washington mm-hmm. or Oakland, now Vegas team. They're all so. I got three games, Ash, that I would say I want to watch all of these. Mm-hmm. And I think relatives who aren't football fans would be like, on Thanksgiving, yes. you're going to sit there yes. and from 1230 until Pretty midnight much. just watch football? Well, no. Yes. I'll stand, I'll drink, I'll eat, I'll chat, but I will also have the TV in my field of view. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It starts with Detroit and Buffalo. Is this a great game? No, No. but it's interesting because Detroit's coming off a really good offensive performance last week against the Giants. And they're just better. And the Bills are still kind of figuring things out. We're curious about Buffalo. You're right. Detroit is just better uh, than Than they've been been. recently. So I'm interested in the first game of the day. I'm not writing that one off. And then you get the Cowboys and the Giants. My goodness, could you ask for anything better? Two seven and three teams, two division rivals. In the, that kind of prime slot of, of 4.30 on Thanksgiving Day, beautiful. And the nightcap, Minnesota, are, are they for real or not after getting the doors blown <laughs> off against by the Cowboys? And then they host a New England team, short week, mm-hmm. against a Belichick defense. Right? Like, if, if there's anybody you, you don't want to face on a short week, it's Belichick, either a short week or a bye. It's Belichick. That defense, yeah. he can, he'll have them ready in 48 hours for Cousins and Cook and Jefferson. After what they just did to the Jets. You know what I mean? So it, they're coming off a good defensive performance. They're probably, I mean, listen, you just said all the reasons that it would be a tough defensive performance because yeah. a guy like Justin Jefferson. Uh, but we talked about at Bentley's on Sunday why the Cowboys-Vikings game was the most interesting to us. Yeah. 
It was the least interesting game Terrible. all weekend, 40 to three. Yeah. Uh, but that's why it's interesting because it has now exploded this huge narrative. And this is why we said it was interesting because now we're talking about the Cowboys as potential Super Bowl contenders again. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, okay, which Kirk Cousins are we going to get? Are we going to get the three point Kirk Cousins or are we going to get the one o'clock right. PM version, the 4 30 yeah. PM version or the right. primetime version? Yeah. Because they're three different people. Yeah, although I think a lot of people would say the 4.30 and the primetime are the same guy based yeah. on what we saw last yeah. week. If he isn't playing at 1 o'clock, yeah. it kinda, it's kind of interesting. Jerry Jones still to come here, everybody, in, in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, Billy Blake, happy Thanksgiving to you, my man. Go to dessert. Uh, Thanksgiving is very heavy pie. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Okay. I mean, I will eat any dessert but pumpkin pie. Okay. Right? Um yeah, if you're I eating like pie, it's pumpkin pie. Pecan right? pie better than pumpkin pie. No. I would go I would go pecan pie. I'm not a big pie guy in general. So if there's like a cheesecake or something like that, maybe. Um, but Thanksgiving food in general doesn't do it for oh, me. Doesn't for I'll me. let that sit where it is it uh, right now. Paul says Zach is an extremely hard guy to root for. Daniel Jones has handled it well. He look. Daniel Jones is has always had the he ne- is the- Eli 2.0. Yes, yes. I mean, he's literally Eli Manning 2.0. Yeah, might be a less talented quarterback, better yes. runner, less but the same personality. It's almost uncanny. Mm-hmm. They're almost the same person. Yeah, and Eli's he's, funnier. He's had the media makeup of Eli Manning. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Wilson is learning a lesson yeah, this he's- week. Let's let's just put it that way, okay? Our uh, pick six vodka picks still to come. In fact, let's do that next. Then we'll bring in Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, they do such great work around the Thanksgiving game with the Salvation Army as it kicks off the Red Kettle campaign for the holiday season. We're talking with the owner of the Dallas Cowboys here on Honorado and Company. Right after this, though, the NFL pick them with pick six vodka. Back right after this. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. Nyscoba honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. Fire, water, smoke, mold, and sewage cleanup. Reconstructing your home after a disaster can be both stressful and demanding. KPM Restoration will work quickly to restore your home. We'll help provide complete damage restoration to your property. My problem was that uh, I was traveling. There was a leak in my basement. We called KPM. They came in at 9 o'clock at night and were there till 2 o'clock in the morning until the problem was solved. KPM Restoration. We'll get you back to normal. And now, back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhaus. Jerry Jones, still to come here on Honorado and Company. We'll get into the college football playoff rankings as well. No change, but we know that there will be a little bit of a shakeup this coming weekend in college football. How do we see that playing out? First, though, we've got our NFL picks.
And now, your weekly NFL Pick'em. Presented by Pick 6 Vodka. And a shout out to Holly and Serge and the entire team at Saratoga Courage Distillery for being part of this show each and every week with our Pick 6 Pick'em. Uh, Ash, unfortunately, I oh. ask the question every week and it needs to be answered. How are we oh. doing? Not good. No. I, I Go ahead. I, I think I put together three straight one and fives. Yeah, this is I, I was doing okay for a couple of weeks and then I pulled out another one and five. So I thought Are we maybe making I would... this more difficult than it is or is this really difficult? I think it's really difficult. I don't know that anyone is, is picking well this season. I've looked at, you know, papers that have people picking mm, and nobody's okay. record is great. Interesting. I'm not sure anyone's record's that bad. <laughs> now, just, you know, we, we always pick the same teams. So it's not like we're picking the six games we like the most. We are locked into picking the Giants and the Jets and the Bills, and sometimes we sprinkle in the Patriots. We always pick the Sunday night game. Obviously, we've talked so much about the Thanksgiving Day games, so we have to talk about those three in particular. Bills and the Lions, 1230 kick on Thursday. We both like Detroit, nine and a half point dogs at home. This was an easy one for me because easy last one. week I went with the Bills. I broke my mold, went with the Bills, yep. and once again, they didn't cover. Okay. So for like the fourth, fifth, sixth time this season, mm-hmm. they did not cover by a smidge, but they didn't cover. So now I'm back off of them because they seem to win, but not cover. Okay. Yeah. And and you said it, Detroit's a better mm-hmm. team. They put up 31 against the Giants. Yeah. They can score. I believe they will score. I don't think I they're mean, going Jamal to Williams win, a beast. but they run the ball well. If Goff doesn't turn it over, if the defense is good, like this is – this to me, what's the over under? Take the over is is kind of where I'm sitting yep. on this Bills Lions game, and we're both on Detroit to not win but to cover. Giants Cowboys, the centerpiece of the day, four thirty on Thanksgiving Day. Dallas favored big, eight and a half. Yeah, eight and a half against a Giants team that has no wide receivers that are healthy to play. And I, I still, wide receivers anyway. I still like the Giants here to keep it within one possession. I like the Cowboys because of what they did to the Vikings last week, coming off a 40-point performance. The Giants did not look good last Mm -hmm. week. Daniel Jones had one of his worst games of the season for the Mm -hmm. first time this season. Mm -hmm. You know, he's been – I always say serviceable is kind of the word I use for him. He's been a game manager. He's been serviceable until last week. Um, The Aiden Hutchinson interception was a great play by Hutchinson. Uh, The second interception was a horrific throw by Daniel Jones, Mm -hmm. and that kind of brought back – scary memories from his last few seasons but yeah i'm going cowboys and this way i win either way if the cowboys win it takes the sting out because i picked them the giants win i know but you need the cowboys to cover well cowboys winning cover it's a big one one, yeah eight and a half all right so if they win by seven i'll be really upset give the ball to barkley 30 times stay away from that dallas pass rush which is the best in the nfl they're gonna load the box i don't care Give it to Barkley. Throw it to Barkley. Quick out of Jones's hands. If you have Parsons breathing down his head. I mean, they were all over Kirk Cousins in that game on Sunday. Stay away from third and longs or deep drops for Daniel Jones. Patriots and the Vikings in the nightcap here on News Channel 13. Three and a half in favor of the home team. No, I am. I am. I don't. I have no idea. I'm going to be frank. I have. I have no Obviously. idea. Obviously. But 
<laughs> I am banking on this idea that Kirk won't play well in prime time. So give me Belichick to keep this thing within a field goal, if not, if not outright win. The Patriots' defense is great. They played well against the Jets, who I'm not sure if State they're really good offense. Yeah, but they also couldn't produce on offense against a, a good Jets defense. So it's kind of hard to know mm-hmm. where we might go here. The Vikings scored three points. The Patriots only scored three on offense. So this could be two really bad offenses going at it. Um, I'm going with the Vikings at home this, should be a win. This scares me because there's no way New England's going to be able to do to Justin Jefferson what Dallas did. And they right. shut him down. Yep. Uh, Dalvin right. Cook you didn't do Trayvon much. you got They don't so, have a guy – I'm a like little that. worried about this yeah. pick just because I think maybe Jefferson goes okay, off hopefully again. Hopefully I'll win this. Yeah. Uh, Bears and Jets. We're on to the Sunday games now, everybody. A one o'clock kick at the Meadowlands. Jets by four and a half. Well, now, now you got Mike White going. I feel better about that. I, I would too, actually. Yeah. I mean, Flacco, White. And, and I don't have fine. Justin Fields, allegedly. So We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. He's dealing with a little bit of an injured shoulder. Um, but I like the Jets here, and I like them even more. With now, White. with Mike White, I, I'm curious to see where this line goes by From Sunday yeah. in Vegas if people start jumping on the Jets because Zach Wilson is not starting oh, this one. Oh, Nick. Sorry, man. I'm surprised here that we're both on Tennessee. It's a pick em, though. Home dog. At home. One and a half, Cincinnati. Bengals are starting to round yep. into form of 2021 where they got all the way to the Super Bowl. But I think Mike Vrabel is so underrated. People don't give him enough credit for winning games. He probably shouldn't run the ball with Henry Tannehill. Good enough at home. Titans are seven. It's a good football team. Give me the Titans. You just made my argument. Okay. For me. Listen, I, I I do. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals win. I, the Bengals are a good team. Like you said, they're getting better, um, but going with the home dog. Nick, Titans got Tannehill, we got Burrow. That's all. Chase or no chase. And it's no chase, but it's still who day, all day from day, Nick, day. which we certainly expect. Mm-hmm. Now the Sunday nighter. I, I just I wish I had to stop picking Packers. I, I you didn't up, have to follow oh, you. I didn't had to, to, I, I get to, forced sorry. into picking Packers games, it feels like every single week. That's why I'm on the Eagles. Enough with this. Philly at home on a Sunday night, Green Bay's win over Dallas was nice and I enjoyed it. It was it was fun watching football again but, for the first time in a long time. That was an absolute blip. That is not who the Packers are. Right. Christian Watson is don't get me wrong, he might get catch a touchdown mm-hmm. in this game and he might look this team Green Bay is not going to win and I don't think they keep it within 10. So give yeah. me Philly to cover the eight and a half. This makes me a little nervous because the last couple weeks the Eagles have lost and then not covered. Um, so mm. I think we're starting mm. to see issues. Yeah, no, just issues maybe that the Eagles have. So this worries me a little bit because if there's somebody that can pull off a Dallas game, yeah. it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so it worries me a little bit that the Eagles won't cover. I think the Eagles win, okay. but I, I'm a little nervous they won't cover. Okay. Our guest picker this week is the sponsor of the segment. So that's fun. Pick six vodka as a team put together their picks. Now, here are the season standings. Again, everybody, we're alternating a local business partner to the show with a local nonprofit. So Pick 6 Vodka, in order to have dinner on Ash, has to do better than what? 
four and two, right? Which is Jimmy Miller from Niscoba. He went four and two a couple of weeks ago. So can the team from Pick Six Vodka handle that? Here's a look at their picks. They like the Lions like us. They like the Giants like me. They're on Minnesota. The Jets, the only ones on the Bengals. Mm. Uh, Now you're on Philly or Green Bay. I don't know. Boy. I, I think to... probably I think I probably picked the Packers to be honest with you. Okay. But right. I just made a which would make sense. Well, if we relive this just... here, it's Philadelphia. But if we relive this Weren't here, it's Green Bay. Well, I had you check this full screen and you said looks well, good. And so maybe did, right? it is Green Bay. Yeah, we did. We All did right. check it. And... Okay. So you're going Packers. I'm the only one on the Eagles. Well, it makes me feel a little bit better about my pick because I just kind of went, eh, I'm not so sure that they're going to cover. Hmm. So I, I feel good about that. Okay. All right. So you stay on the Packers. I'll stay on the Eagles. Okay. It's all good with me. All right. When we come back here on Honorado and Company, we've got the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. His daughter, Charlotte Jones, will join him as well. And the commander of the Salvation Army. Cannot wait to speak with Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, ahead of a Thanksgiving game against the New York Giants. Doesn't get any you just said it. We're back right after this on Honorado and Company. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. And we're back on Honorado and Company. When it's Thanksgiving time, we all worry about the football as much as the food, and you have an opportunity to speak with the owner of the Dallas Cowboys and Charlotte Jones and the commander of the Salvation Army, Kenneth Hodder. We are jumping on that yeah, opportunity we're, we're all in. for sure. So, Jerry, I'll, I'll start with you here because it, it kind of feels like we're speaking with the enemy to a lot of our <laughs> viewers. The Giants trained in Albany, New York for 16 summers, and here we have the owner of the opponent on Thanksgiving Day. This is what Thanksgiving Day football is meant to be though right two really good teams division rivals only the Salvation Army could bring us together <laughs> <laughs> and it does and it does for sure but uh, oh I'm so proud to be a part of the football flavor of uh, that you have and, and uh, proud that you're a football fan and therein lies the secret here uh, because of the unusual popularity of the NFL, we have so many eyeballs. To be able to use that, whether it's Cowboys, whether it's the Giants, but in this case the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving Day, to use that to have the attention 
to show the nation what the Salvation Army means mm -hmm. to this country, what it means in your community. And it's inspirational. It has inspired this organization. It inspires the people around it, the millions of volunteers. It's a great organization. And so to have been a part of it for 26 years, I can really say is the highlight of achievements that we've experienced. Wow. It's a great organization. They help people when people are having board meetings about a, how to take care of feeding somebody or how to take care of Santa Claus or how to take hmm. care of shoes on their feet. They've got them on them, they've got it under the tree, and they've got them fed. That's the Salvation Army. That's what the Cowboys and the NFL and sports needs to be a part of. And this is the 132nd Red Kettle, Kettle Campaign. But Charlotte, you're credited with kind of connecting the dots here back in 1997. How did you know to use the, the power of the Dallas Cowboys and merge it with a company like the Salvation Army? Well, I have to give a lot of credit to NBC because they were the first to believe in us to be able to launch the Red Kettle campaign, but to have an incredible partner like the Salvation Army and understand that we have this unique visibility and on Thanksgiving Day every year have the opportunity to reach so many millions of Americans. If we can tell that story of the Salvation Army and we can inspire those viewers to want to give to the Salvation Army and thereby help those in their community who are under the most stress and are the most desolate and be able to provide a Thanksgiving meal, be able to provide shelter, to, to provide Christmas for those who might not otherwise get it. Uh, that's the value of this partnership and that's the inspiration that that's what America is all about and we're just happy to be able to leverage all of it together to be able to deliver it. Commander, they say everything's bigger in Texas. Is that in <laughs> fact the biggest red kettle that is sitting behind you in America? <laughs> Oh, it is in one of the biggest in the world, and we're hopeful that lots of cowboys are going to be jumping into it tomorrow. I was going to say, Commander, you know, it was a little controversial when Ezekiel Elliott jumped into it, but all publicity is good publicity. What has this relationship with the cowboys meant for the Salvation Army? Well, you know, the Red Kettle campaign is the longest running and largest campaign of its kind in the world. But that is in large measure due to our partnership with the Cowboys because they understand how important it is. Last year, the Salvation Army helped more than 25 million people across the country because of this campaign. In Albany and Schenectady and in Troy alone, more than 50,000 meals were served, more than 11,000 nights of shelter. That's the people in those cities giving to their neighbors because all the money stays local. The Cowboys know this, and they've been able to help us over the last 26 years to let every community in America know that people can help others who are their neighbors by putting a little money into the kettle, by going online and making a gift, by taking an angel tree card off an angel tree. There are lots of ways to do it, but it brings us all together in an important cause that makes our nation stronger. Mr. Jones would be proud of it. That's game day preparation right there. Now, he came with his information yep. and he delivered. <laughs> that is 
and you nail the pronunciation of Schenectady. I know. That's, I mean, I know Pat Riley's from there, yeah. and it's world renowned, but, but you nail the pronunciation of Schenectady. That's pretty darn good. Uh, Jerry, when you hear some of those statistics and understanding the impact that you have had as a franchise and as an owner, you could just be a great sports owner and maybe not do some of the things you have philanthropically. But when you hear some of those stats from the commander, what, what fills you inside? Well, I uh, really go to uh, the misplaced interest in sports, but putting it in a place that it can do the most good. Hmm. Uh, I think that when you think of educators, people who heal, people who create jobs, uh, they should get the headlines. But as it turns out, we love sports, competition, who can win, all of that is good. How to take that and push it over to the Salvation Army and let them go out and use that interest, those eyeballs, and basically create this kind of help for Americans, that's the highest accomplishment. And every person that's associated with sports should be proud of it. Charlotte, we know the football will be good. It's Giants-Cowboys. But another interesting thing, even for non-sports fans, halftime show. What do you got for us? <laughs> Yes, we are so excited that the Jonas Brothers are back. Mm. And we had them about a decade ago. And now here they come again uh, with an incredible show, amazing entertainment, but also a, hopefully a lot of inspiration to inspire all of those who are viewing, to let them learn about the Salvation Army and inspire those to give, to give to the Army so that they then can give to those in their community that need it the most. Uh, we're looking forward to an incredible game and an incredible show. Well, I tried to recapture some of my youth this past <laughs> summer. Ashley and I saw the, Jonas, saw the Jonas Brothers, Brothers yeah. up in Saratoga Springs. Looking forward to that show. Jerry, I, I have one more question for you here, if I could. A lot of people in New York are dubbing Thursday in Arlington the OBJ Bowl. Now, <laughs> I heard your comments about how much you believe in this team and whether or not the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl here. I won't ask you about Odell specifically, but is there a missing ingredient in this group or do you like where you are right now? Well, anytime you're where we are, we've been through adversity. Giants have been too. Mm -hmm. We've been through adversity, but we're maybe come out on the other side. That makes me want to do anything that I possibly can do to enhance our chances of getting you know what. <laughs> and so that incentive, that incentive is there. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting in the end zone right now and I'm doing my feet, I'm guarding it. I know no giant will come in this end zone out of respect, surely, surely not. But uh, anyway, we're pulling out all stops is what I'm trying to say. Awesome. Thank you so very much for everything that you guys do. The Salvation Army, an incredible cause. We're very thankful that we were able to talk to you today. And happy Thanksgiving, happy everybody. Thanksgiving. Thank happy you both. Thanksgiving. Thanks, folks. God bless you. Excellent to spend some time here with Jerry Jones okay, and Charlotte Jones and the commander of the Salvation Army on Honorado and Company. We're back right after this. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs at the campground, getting wet, relaxing together, the love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool, Spa, Boat and RV. 
bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. The pack is back. The Albany Firewolves professional indoor lacrosse team returns to the Capital Region and MVP Arena this December. Get your tickets now for our season home opener when we take on UAlbany lacrosse legend Connor Fields and the Rochester Nighthawks on Saturday, December 17th at 7 p.m. Season tickets, flex plans, family packs, and game tickets are on sale now at albanyfirewolves.com. Join the pack! And now, back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Well, that was fun, huh? Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys here on Honorado and Company. Uh, we just asked Jerry about this. And he was pretty funny about it. I thought he was. All of it. I, I thought he was great about yeah. it. Now, Adam, I did see your comment. Here's just a little quick thing. I don't mind sharing it. It's not like we're pretending that it was... We recorded that interview with Jerry Jones literally like an hour before we did the show. So it is day of, but I didn't have an opportunity. He, he wanted to know why Jimmy Johnson wasn't in the Ring of Honor. Uh, they might have some things just yeah. to kind of iron out, settle and, yeah. and sort through. The J-Man is watching. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Jason Polatsky with us here on Honorado and Company. All right. So we asked Jerry, is this the OBJ Bowl? He had glowing things to say about his Cowboys after they romped the Vikings mm -hmm. 40 to three and said, we're back in the Super Bowl hunt. Um, I thought he answered the question without answering the question. Cause I also didn't really ask him the question. I didn't want him to, I didn't yeah. want him to skirt it. So I was just going to let him yep. take it open ended, but he answered it without answering it by saying, we're in a position where I'm going to do whatever I need to do in order to win another Super Bowl. That is saying, yes, we are going to make a run at Odell Beckham Jr., right? Yeah, uh, okay. of course. So where should OBJ sign? Everybody always asks, where will he? We don't know. Where should OBJ sign? I I think I said the Cowboys on Sunday when we were at Bentley's. I'm, I'm probably going to stick with that. Um, he, I don't want him in New York. I, I'm not a big OBJ guy. Been there, yep. done that, all yep. set. Um, I think he has the ability more often than not to tear apart a locker room, an organization. It just, to me, I don't want him. But he feels like he would fit in really well with the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And does he maybe put them over the hump? They're a talented team. And if you give Dak that many weapons, he's a guy who can take advantage of that. Zeke and Pollard. Um, Tyron Their Smith is coming is back healthy. You've got, obviously, C.D. Lamb. I really like yeah. Dalton Schultz um, as a tight end. Yeah, the defense is terrific. OBJ. I think would push them in Vegas to be the the top choice Ooh. out of the NFC. Okay, out of the NFC. Yeah, Look, the NFC is not that good. Vegas is still leaning on Buffalo as the favorite to win the Super Bowl, which is surprising to me. It should be Kansas City. Yeah, I think so. Too. Um, but I think if they were to sign Odell, they would become the favorites in betters' minds out of the NFC, which is the weaker conference this year. Yeah. I'm not Listen, in the past, it hasn't been. The past, I would yep. say, five years, it's been the NFC that's been the better conference. But when you get a team like the Packers that are down, you get a team like the Rams that are down, mm -hmm. you take those two teams out of the mix, not out of the mix, but you know what I mean, and suddenly you've elevated a new team. Yeah. Um, all right. So my should here is the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. I, Odell Beckham I should like sign with the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. He wants two things right now. He wants a team that's ready to win this year. Miami is ready. He wants a team Are that they? is 
Oh yeah. Okay. I, absolutely. I I would like Miami as much as I like Buffalo, and maybe even more so. Um, Kansas City is to me is still the favorites yeah. in the AFC, but but even if you were to say Miami's third choice in the AFC, that that means they can win this year. You know, he's not signing with a team that's on the fringe of the play. Miami's going to the playoffs. So Miami's ready to win this year. He also wants a team that's going to commit to him beyond this season. So now I need cap space and I need roster space. And two is on a rookie contract. Jalen Waddle's on a rookie contract. Yeah. There are no high-priced running backs right. in that it's backfield. Tyreek, with the du- it's it's it. Hill, and that's really yeah. it. Gasicki is a free agent at the end of the year. Everything I'm reading is that he's going to walk. Miami may not even try to re-sign him. They will have the cap space. Not only are they ready to win this year, they're ready to win beyond this year with somebody like Odell. You slide him in, yeah. Waddle and Hill on the outside. I like Beckham as a slot guy, especially. Creates real matchup nightmares with linebackers and safeties. I think that's the winning ticket for Miami. I think it works out for both sides if Beckham decides to sign with the Miami Dolphins. I think we both like him being, you know, with um, – with Dallas because it's fun and sexy, right? But and it just adds a little bit of hatred to a rivalry. If you, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, they do in fun. division. He's going to now be in the That'd same division fun. as the Giants. It just adds a little yep. bit of spice to it. My buddy Matt Huber wants him no. coming back. Ashes against that. We don't. I, but that's the thing. Like he doesn't make that team. A, a Super Bowl contender or a mm-hmm. better playoff team. Mm-hmm. They don't have any receivers. They're as good as they are with next to nothing. Let's just keep it that way. Ride it out. It's already, you've already overachieved. You're a better team than you should be. Go in the offseason, address all the needs at wide receiver. And then if you want to sign Daniel Jones to a two year contract and give him a shot with actual talent, go ahead. But I, no five year contracts, yeah. no franchise tag for me. I yeah. Don't know. Okay. Uh, Adam wants his Cowboys to keep leaning on the run the way they have. Sure. Uh, YouTube comment here, which I appreciate. Packers have left her speechless. They've left us all Crazy old bat. I love that. Yeah. Well, that speaks to being a <laughs> Packers fan this year because they've made me absolutely crazy uh, as well. All right. Let's jump into a little dirty, difficult done here, Ash, because okay. we're talking about NFC contenders. We have one that is definitely now back in the mix, and they're doing it without their starting quarterback. We're throwing it to the Triple Ds. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Presented by Performance Industrial. Okay, here we go. Shout out to our guy, Bill Miller, and his great team at Performance Industrial. There is no job that is too dirty, too difficult for him to get it done. South Glens Falls and Albany. Now, the 49ers, all of a sudden, have an unexpectedly difficult decision to make at quarterback. One, they're lucky they couldn't find a trade partner for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Because they were going to trade him. I don't want to hear any of this nonsense of, well, we wanted to keep him. No, you didn't. Okay. But it has worked out because Lance being injured the way he is, Garoppolo will play the rest of the year. You cannot go into next season without Jimmy G on your roster. I agree. I I just don't see how you could say we're, we're going to let him walk start Trey Lance and and use another backup option. Now, 
if you want to say Trey Lance is still our starter next year, I don't know that I Even love then. that. Look, th- there could still be a playoff disaster around the corner mm-hmm. here for Garoppolo. Okay, he's not some Super Bowl perennial winning quarterback. He's, he got them there once and he missed a big throw down the field that would have won them the game against the Chiefs. So I'm not telling you that you have to keep Garoppolo in order to win a Super Bowl. But I just don't see how you can push all your chips in on Trey Lance right now without the security blanket of Jimmy G. That job should be Jimmy Garoppolo's to lose next year. Okay. Should be Jimmy Garoppolo. What has he done other than be essentially the ultimate teammate, the ultimate good guy in front of the cameras? He said all the right things, even though he's gotten the shaft in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You basically, I mean, he was halfway out the door before you couldn't get it done and brought him back in. Like, all right, well, I guess you can stay here. And then it's like, oh, we're sorry. We need you back. And he's playing really like, good football. It sounds like Elon Musk at Twitter. Fire yeah. all these people, and then you realize, wait a minute, the operation doesn't run itself. Yeah. Hey, would you mind coming back and helping us out? That would be nice. Uh, that's exactly where the Niners were. You had to grovel a little bit yep. to the girlfriend. You thought you were going to get something better out there. No, no, no. God, I, we miss you. By the way, speaking of the, you no, the, the, yeah. the attractive people in the world, did you see the scene at a Warriors home game a week or so ago where it's Kittle, Garoppolo, and Christian McCaffrey? Those are the three Niners I remember being there. I forget who else might have been sitting with them. But it was McCaffrey all the way to the left of the screen, if, if you will. Jimmy G in the middle, and then Kittle next to Jimmy G. Every single Warriors cheerleader stopped to shake Jimmy Garoppolo's hand and say hello. None of them said a single word to McCaffrey or Kittle. Oh, that's sad. It was just Jimmy GQ sideline courtside for the Warriors game, and every single cheerleader wanted to say hello to him. I I saw that and thought, this is just I this mean, this guy is living the life, isn't he? In the world. Not yeah, bad. I don't I don't understand all of it really, but Christian McCaffrey's not a bad looking dude. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying. I just think. But it's that's funny what I. That, but it's funny that he just gets ignored. Like yeah. these are uh, two other humans that are decent looking guys. Yeah. Both make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're the one of the twelve cheerleaders, go shake the other guy's hand. You got a better shot with that guy. You got a better shot with Kittle than you do with Jimmy G. Well, I think Kittle's. I'm pretty sure. I know Kittle's married. Okay. I don't know about McCaffrey. You got a better I don't know about shot with either CMC, one of them. But yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. All right, your dirty, difficult done is one we all in the capital region love. Oh, we love love this. We absolutely love it. So I thought this was a good move for Kev after we kind of got over the initial sticker shock value of him being traded to Sacramento. It was a good situation for him. It's turned into a great situation, and I think part of it is because of Kevin Herter. He has been great for the Kings. Mm -hmm. He's coming off an 18-point game. What's today? Wednesday. He's coming off an 18-point game Tuesday night. Mm -hmm which helped the Kings win their seventh game in a row. They're the hottest team in the NBA. It's unbelievable. Yep. They haven't won six games, seven games since the early 2000s. Like Kevin was probably two years old. How old is Kevin? Kevin was very, very young the yep. last time they had a winning streak that long. I looked at the roster, the names on that Kings oh, team. Oh, well, that was going to be – let me take a shot at some of them. You had Weber, you had Vladi Divac. You would have had Pejus Stoyakovich. Was Bibby on that team? 
uh, Bibby would have been the point guard. Doug Christie might have been on one of those teams. Uh, that so that was a uh, that was uh, Jason Williams. Oh, Jason White Williams, Chocolate. Sorry. Yep. Um, those were great teams. They got the I Western mean, Conference Finals twice. They were great teams. And then they were bad ever since. This Kings team is not going to get to the Western Conference no, Finals, but, but they're they're darn good. They're they're good. They're fun to watch. They're overachieving. I said, I'm like, if this team is a 500 team, I think that's a, a huge success. Yep. Mike Brown is a heck of a basketball coach. Shout out to uh, my guy who supplies me with, uh, supplies me, I buy all of them, um, suits and sport coats and all that stuff. Mr. Formal Wear, yeah. Justin Willock, if you haven't checked him out in Clifton Park, you need to do that. He may or may not have a little bit of scratch on the Kings to make the playoffs, which was a wow. good preseason bet. And Carol is exactly right. Herder against the Hawks. On Wednesday night, as we do this show, the homecoming back if in you Atlanta. Will, back to Atlanta. It's uh, that'll be cool. Going to be an interesting watch. Yeah. So I propose to you that we find a way to watch the beginning of that game, seven thirty. I want to see what kind of reception he You're gets the one who has as to get he's up announced in the starting oh, lineup the, for Sacramento. I think the fans will yeah, definitely welcome him. him. Right? It, he got traded. He got like, traded. That's always the thing. He didn't choose to leave, and even if he chose to leave, he's the type of guy. He's like a little bit. I'm going to call him an internet sensation. He's a little bit of like yeah. a fab, like a, a social sensation. The headband, the red hair, yeah. the nicknames. Yeah. He's very likable. Have you seen the video that's out there? It's a, uh, I think the Twitter account is Kings film Room yeah, or yeah. something like that, yeah. where they splice in Herder highlights and the music video of never going to give you up or never going to let you down. Whatever never the title of that song up. is, Rick Astley. Yeah. It's, if you haven't seen it, people, go find it right now. It's it's all over social media. It's worth checking out. It's it's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Um, we are going to get to the World Cup. As Sam points out, big upsets in the World Cup. Germany went down on Wednesday to Japan. That is not the biggest upset of the World Cup, though. No, we got the biggest upset ever. Yeah, by, Maybe ever. by odds, yeah. I, I think it is actually the biggest upset we've ever seen at a World Cup. We'll talk about Team USA, the draw they had earlier in the week, and we'll talk about that crazy, crazy upset. We're back in 30 seconds here on Honorado and Company. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. Relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Another team has added the mix for Jacob DeGrom. We'll talk about where we think the Mets ace pitcher is going to sign this winter. Uh, now there are almost a handful of teams, including the Mets, that are interested in the 34-year-old who will turn 35 middle of next season. So not young by any mm -hmm. means. You have to kind of weigh how many years do you want to give a guy who's made only 26 starts over the last two seasons combined. Right. We'll talk about the pursuit of Jacob Degrom, as I, I put some, I Ashley to sleep, sleep here, I know, my good. Sorry. I mean, that's that, it's been a long week. That's a no-no on the it's, air. I'm right sorry. There. It's that been a is long a big no-no. There are some things I've never done on the air. I've never sneezed on the air. 
You're um, on the air for a long time. It's a full hour. I've never yawned on the air. I've coughed because I'm I'm locked in. I'm engaged. I'm I'm being entertained, even if it's only by myself. Well, maybe that says more about you than it does about me. Uh, first week of the World Cup in Qatar. Now we Qatar? are we are well. Everybody's saying Qatar. Oh, I said Qatar on the air. No, it's Qatar. Every Mark com- Mulholland says it's Qatar. Well, I don't know how Mahalan knows it, that it's Qatar. Every every commercial is Qatar. Every broadcaster in the Cup is saying Qatar. I always Qatar. say, someone who lives in Qatar or Qatar, how do they say it? That's how we should say it. Yeah. What about the people in Germany who say Deutschland? We should call it Deutschland. Ooh. Legit. Why do we create names of other countries for them? Like, it doesn't need to be translated. Mm. What do they call it? Let's just call it that. Everyone should call it the United States. I know it's not the same, like, translate the same, but why do we have to yeah. translate it? Just call it whatever it is. Okay. I'll call it whatever they want to call it. Deutschland. I think they might want to call it Qatar. Anyway, okay. U.S. draws with Wales, which is a disappointment because they dominated the first yeah. half of action. Probably should have scored more than one goal in that first half, if at least, Ash, controlled the action against And they didn't. I mean, Wales dominated the second half. And they get the draw off of PK. So 1-1, you draw a point. You get a point Mm -hmm. going into the England match on Friday. Again, if you're watching us on the weekend, here we are live on a Wednesday looking ahead to that match Friday against England. A huge Huge game. game. Because you can just assume that, you know, the U.S. will beat Iran the following Tuesday. Um, Although you can't assume anything in this World Cup. No, no kidding, because you see the Argentina upset by Saudi Arabia. Uh, you, you saw Sam tell us that Germany lost to Japan 2-1. Yep. Uh, this was a 2-1 defeat by uh, Argentina mm-hmm. to Saudi Arabia. France wins its first match Four in one. its title defense. Killing Mbappe Four scored uh, in that match as well. But France is banged up, so I don't yep. know that a repeat is really going to be in the cards for them, but an impressive First match for France. So Team USA against England, a squad that put up six goals against Iran. You're giving the Americans a shot here, right? Oh, yeah. I give them a shot. But you can't do stupid things like take people down in the box with 10 minutes to go and kill your shot at a win. The difference between a win and a draw in World Cup group play is significant, especially when. Yeah, especially when. England is obviously favored to win that group. Mm-hmm. Now you're playing for second. Well, now you're playing your way out of second when mm-hmm. you draw instead of win a game that you need to win. Mm-hmm. Because they needed you have to beat Wales and you have to beat Iran because you can't assume a win over England. You you assume a loss, I think, in a lot of ways. You say, okay, we're probably not going to get that one. We win the other two, we're good. Yeah. Well, now you've drawn. So I can't wait to see what the interest level is in the ratings here in the states i know worldwide did you see the crowd in this uh they're through the roof in dc I did. they did like an outdoor viewing i mean thousands of people wild like it, it was it felt really cool and legit and i thought i didn't even know people did this for soccer like world yeah, cup matches cool. the world cup in four years is going to be awesome yes by the way jerry jones will be hosting some Ooh. games uh, in Arlington as well. They'll be in MetLife. They'll be in Foxborough. They'll be in LA at SoFi. Um, I believe they're in Seattle too. They're they're really all over the That's place. Awesome. Um, it's a joint hosting Canada, United States, uh, and Mexico as well. 
College football playoff rankings, no changes, one through four. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. Here's what we know. There will be a shakeup uh -huh. because Ohio State is hosting Michigan on Saturday. I love that it's a noon kickoff every single year. This is only the fourth time ever in the history of this rivalry that both teams have come in undefeated. Which one gonna be awesome. leaves the horseshoe still undefeated? I'm going to go Michigan. So. I'm going to go Michigan. It's going to be a great game. Uh, yeah. Obviously, wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State wins. But for the first time in a long time, I feel comfortable picking They're Michigan. They're better. Yeah, I just also think, though, in the past 10 years, I think I probably would have picked Ohio State every time. This is the first year that I'm like, you know what? I think Michigan's finally good enough. I'm not going to say they will win, mm -hmm. but they're good enough to win. You just did. You said they're going to win. Yeah, I'm picking them because I think they have a chance to win. I think they're better. I, I texted some of my buddies who said, you know, when does Michigan collapse? I said, I think Michigan is the better team. Hmm. It being at the shoe just might yeah, play the difference change, here. Changes that might make the difference. But Michigan is better than Ohio State. If you look at the resumes and you look at the way they've won games in the big Michigan is the better football team. The hmm. fact that it's we'll on see. the road. Does that change things? I don't know. In a place like the shoe, sure. LSU's up to five. USC's up to six. Bama's not out of this thing. No. Clemson's not no. out of this thing. This, this could get wild because we kind of run through the scenarios in the past, but you're going to lose one of the two yes, Ohio State and Michigan. Now. now I'm down to three. Uh -huh. Okay. Georgia's going to play LSU in the SEC championship game. If the Tigers are able to pull that off, it gets a little more complicated because I think Georgia, Georgia and LSU still go. Yeah. So you need if you're if you're one of these teams on the outside and you're not named you LSU, to win. you need Georgia to win. Then USC can sneak in by beating Notre Dame this weekend. If USC doesn't beat Notre they're Dame out. this weekend, they're done. Yep. Then you need. By the way, Clemson's USC only probably has got the, the one best loss. chance That's to bad push on themselves me. USC in with, here with one. Yeah, I, I think so too. You can win the ACC mm -hmm. championship game if they don't okay. lose again. They're and you've got a real shot. Yep. To get into this yep. thing still. But here is, I mean, can you just imagine Alabama sitting here? I would say they're kind of in the position that Tennessee was where you don't have to win any more big games right. if you don't want to call the Iron Bowl this year a big right, game. they won't make it to the SEC You, you might still just somehow and that's, strangely find it, your way in this thing. But isn't it so backwards? Like they can kind of sit back and watch two teams in an SEC, SEC championship game who could play themselves out of the final four yeah. while they, I always say now the way that things are, it, it behooves you to lose early games and, and to win late. If you, as long as you lose early, you're good. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. Uh, J man <laughs> says it's a seven and a half point spread right now. Ohio Ooh. state, the favorite. Yeah. Which at home, make it about a touchdown. Yep. I think that I think that makes some sense there. So this is not settled. We haven't even touched on TCU yet, but we will here because the Horn Frogs are hosting Iowa State. This is a really good defense. There you go. Yeah, it might be three. They go technically three. I think it's two. Just two. Allie, help us out. Yeah. So you go hook them horns and horn frogs. Is that the deal? Hook them horns. Yeah. Okay. Horns down. Yeah. Horns down. Iowa State, really good defense. Probably not good enough to beat TCU, which won a wild mm -hmm. game as time expired this past Saturday. On and out the field fun, goal fun unit. games, yeah. And this sets up kind of nicely. You get noon, Michigan and, and Ohio State. 
uh, Iowa State TCU middle of the day. I think it's a four o'clock kick. Could I, of course, imagine? am interested in Notre Dame and USC. So give me that. That's yep. a night game, 730. I threw South Carolina Clemson yeah. in there because Clemson's eight, but also because South Carolina scored 63 points last week yeah. against a really good Tennessee I, team. I know. And that's why so I think look like, out. that it seems crazy, but I thought last week was cr- like, I thought no chance, no way they keep it within 21. Yeah. Spencer Rattler had the best game of his life. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that, and it's not a Clemson team. It's not the best Clemson team that we've seen in the last 10 years. It's not even one of the top four probably. Right. So do they have a chance? Could you imagine South Carolina coming in and beating Tennessee and Clemson back-to-back weeks and just creating absolute mayhem for the college football playoff? I, I would kind of love it. Yeah, I just think it may be inconsequential, right? Like Tennessee was right there well, on the fringe. They, they were could... five, but Clemson needs – I think they need a lot of help to get in here. I don't know because we just talked about how many things could happen and how many teams could play themselves out of it. If Clemson wins out, we think they're in. They win the ACC. Enough teams are going to lose and things are going to shift that I think they get in. Let me play this out with you. Yeah. Georgia goes undefeated and they win the SEC mm-hmm. championship game. They stay number so one. So that means LSU's out. Let's say Ohio State wins just for my mm-hmm. seedings here. They, they stay at so two. Michigan pops Mid- out so Michigan's a out. Okay. TCU wins the Big 12 and they have and they so go they're undefeated. In. They're in at number three. Yep. If USC wins out, and they have beaten Notre Dame and then their Pac-12 opponent, whom we don't know yet, yeah. they're in. Yeah. No matter what Clemson does. Because yeah. Clemson's going to beat a bad South Carolina team and then a bad North Carolina team? Eh. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. USC could lose this weekend, though. So, uh, so a one-loss ACC champ not getting in. And, interesting. But, but this is where uh, – but this could get interesting because now you have these conversations. I understand that they're six and maybe by the end would be – five or four and they would move up a little bit in a week or two but now you're going to weigh you have to ask the committee to weigh a one loss pack 12 champ yep and a one loss acc champ yep who are you putting in well they're already telling us the usc is two spots based on where i know and usc is now going to uh, uh, you know presumably have a win over a ranked notre dame team they're up to 15 now and another ranked opponent probably in the sec in the pack 12 title game Clemson can't do that. I know. I, they can't I get know. there. They they literally can't get. And and the committee is telling us that they value Alabama mm-hmm. more than and a Clemson. one loss Clemson. For team. me, uh, listen, I'm an ACC girl. Um, I'm a Big East girl, but I'm an ACC girl. For me, the ACC is still. I like it better than the Pac-12. But yeah, I I just think ACC wins are better than Pac-12 wins as a whole. I have to get this in because I've teased it a thousand times. Yeah, the I'll Yankees are now the newest team to be in on Jacob DeGrom to the degree that they're checking over his medicals and they're going to kick the tires a little bit on DeGrom. At the end of the day, does he have more suitors than these four? I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's kind of an interesting one to watch given his age, given the injuries over the last couple of years and how much money certainly he will command. Hey, fun week here with Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving.